Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. GMGP 2024. Happy damn new year. It is January 8th. 2024, y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And y'all know I appreciate y'all being in the building. It's been a minute. It's been about two weeks since we've been live, and I'm glad to be here. Who we got in the damn building? What's up, Robert? How you doing, baby? What's going down, Robert? Chestnut Canoe, Patrick, Fizzle Dollars was popping with you, Fizzle. Uh, Damon in the building, Ryan in the building, Hunter Joe Green, man, Anthony. We got a lot of people in the building. Robert, what's going down with you, Will Edwards, Age? Got a lot of folks in the building one more time. GMGP, glad y'all are here. And we got an exciting show for you. We have not been live for a couple of weeks. Jay Rich left. No longer. I guess he didn't want to do it for a couple of weeks, so we had to take off. Hopefully y'all had a good new year. And we got a dope national championship game on tap tonight. NFL playoffs are set. Records were broken. Players in new homes next season. We got a lot to dive into. But let's welcome back the triumphant return of one Jordan freaking Richards. Jay Ridge, what's up, baby? How you doing, man? Triumphant return. I guess you could say that, right? Return, I guess baby. you could say triumphant. that. Triumphant. Bomb drop. Triumphant Big win for up? your Cowboys, right? It was it was a good game. Exciting game. I, I told my friends, like, probably the best game I'll ever go to live. Just the way it ended, all the drama, all the takes, all the opinions on social media. Like, just being in that crowd after walking out at AT&T was Unfreaking real man, it was so good, so glad so fun. Back. But glad, glad to be back. back, glad you're back. Glad you're back. Happy New Year, everybody. New schedule for everybody now that we are in the off season. Wake up show only going to be going live on Mondays. But if you have not been tapped into the channel, y'all know I'm doing this new thing hot takes and trending topics. We'll do it pretty much daily Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I may do it on Monday, but there's a lot of content popping. On Mondays, but wake up show. If you want to check us out live, you got to tap in Mondays in the offseason. Y'all don't show the hell up on Friday, so we ain't going to be here on Fridays. But Jay, we got a lot to talk about. We got some news to get into. You're back. I want to get to it. We're going to bring Mitch in a little bit later, see what he's got for us to make some money. But there's been some firings that we must discuss. So let's go ahead and get back to it, baby. Straight facts. Let's go. The biggest news in the world of sports. Covered and brought to you by one man, Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts. As you mentioned, Ray, there is a ton of news that is going to be breaking a bit now and a bit later as well because it is Bloody Monday when all the head coaches, or at least a lot of the head coaches, are going to be fired. And luckily for us, we did not have to wait too long because late last night it was reported that the Atlanta Falcons and Arthur Blank finally made the decision to fire head coach Arthur Smith after he got embarrassed against the Saints on Sunday. 
We are still waiting on a number of head coaching firings to come. We are expecting Ron Rivera to be fired out of Washington. We are seeing what's going to happen with Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. He has a meeting with ownership today. And Bill Belichick, Ray, I'm assuming you didn't watch his press conference because it was at 7.30 Eastern in the morning. It just wrapped up. And he was talking about his future. He had a press conference with the media. And he has a meeting with Robert Kraft as well. And so it's interesting, actually, when you talk about Bill, because it's the first time in a long time, if ever, that he actually talked about potentially relinquishing player personnel decisions and that GM role and just be the head coach of the New England Patriots, a role that I think he does very well. It's when it comes to drafting and bringing in players that he tends to struggle. Dennis Allen, the head coach of the Saints, is another coach that just at this point needs to be fired. For those who didn't see it, game's over. They're on the one yard line. They at the the team asked oh, Dennis stop, Allen. Stop, stop. What? I, what? Nobody cares about that. You you don't think that matters? What that he's you don't think it matters at the end? They asked Dennis Allen if they could score a touchdown with Jamal Williams. He said no. Kneel the ball down. Yeah, and they did it anyways. And he called out the team at the press conference and said it wasn't my fault. I told them not to do it, and they ran it anyways. So how does that symbolize a team and coach and and team that's in the same cohesion that respects each other. Did you see you can't did have you see, that. Did you see what Jameis Winston said after that? Did you see Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston said, and I, a shout out to Tara from Fantasy Pro. She said it best. If the 41 points that we hung on you prior to those seven didn't hurt bad enough, I don't know how much more that seven added to the pain. Y'all were already down 41 points. What more is seven? Get out of here, man. Dennis out. I'm not he needs to be fired, though. He's a terrible coach. Terrible he's coach. Not, it, like, that, he's that, that a terrible coach. Debate. I'm not debating the fact and that so that, that's that's I'm t We're talking about yes. head coaching firings. Like, of coaches who have to go, he's one of them. But, Ray, uh, I think one of the best stories in the NFL by far, in my opinion, the coach of the year is out in Houston. And C.J. Stroud, the number two overall pick, one of the worst trades, Ray, in history, mm -hmm. occurred at the 2023 NFL Draft. You said it. I said it. We did not like the trade at all, but my goodness, it worked out for the Houston Texans 10-7 and season. The Jags fumbled the division title to the Tennessee Titans on the final Sunday, and the Texans got a big win on Saturday night on the back of C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins. But Stroud, obviously QB1 in his class, I mean, making the case to be a top five quarterback in the NFL at times still has a lot of ways to go, a lot of development to come, but everything is up for Stroud. Everything great is on the horizon. Houston, home playoff game, unfortunately for them, probably the best uh, team that's going to be playing on the road in the playoffs being the Cleveland Browns and Joe Flacco. And they obviously lost to them when Stroud did not play in the last matchup on Christmas Eve. But big game for the Houston Texans. I think that easily D'Amico Ryan should be coach of the year. Stroud obviously going to be offensive rookie of the year. And he came so close to breaking Andrew Luck's record. And if he was healthy for the full 17 games, he probably would have. But records that were actually broken on Sunday. We had Puka Nakua break the receptions record and receiving yards record for a rookie. Obviously had a phenomenal season. Dude is unreal. And Ray... I think there is a world where he is the alpha ahead of Cooper Cup. Like, I really, really do. I think there's a world where maybe potentially next season, he is actually the number one target ahead of Cooper Cup. Obviously, Cooper Cup dealt with a number of injuries all year long. But even down the stretch, we did see Puka really step up in this offense he, he is ahead one, of Cooper like, Cup at times. So, uh, he, I think I, he could I, be. I'm just, I'm just like, he is the one. He is the so, one. you're there. Yeah, you're there. Yeah, so, not there. everyone's there, but he's, the one. He's, he's playing like the one. So, 
a few things that are is that is concerning going forward. We had Sam Laporta who has suffered a knee injury. It's not expected to be too serious, but Dan Campbell saying his status for next week is up in the air. We saw Jalen Hurts as well. Ray, I don't know if you saw his finger. His finger yeah. looked pretty messed up. It ain't looking like my finger. It was middle yeah. finger messed up on the throwing hand. He hit a player. I don't know if it was actually the hand of the player blitzing through or the helmet when he hit the helmet, but Hurts' his fingers messed up. We'll see what his status is. I mean, he's going to probably play, but how does it limit him? And can the Eagles even get a win in Tampa Bay because they're going to be on the road? And A.J. Brown suffered with like a pretty serious injury. I honestly thought his 2024 could be completely done. He was down on the ground screaming, holding his knee, did not look good, but it's only a suspected MCL sprain or potentially a tear, at which point he should be fine to return next season, but his playoff status could be up in the air as of right now. We're waiting confirmation on that. But Ray, the NFL playoffs are set. Is there anywhere you want to go there, or do you want to start with some of the games that we saw yesterday well, just, and on Saturday? I kind of want to talk about CJ Stroud and Puka Nakua really quickly. I think we got to see two incredible seasons from two rookies. I talked about them last week. I don't I don't believe they would or we ever have seen co rookie of the years or anything like that. But yeah. if there were ever a year for that to take place, it feels like it's this season. Who would you side with? It's a fantastic rookie quarterback season, taking a team that was one of the worst in the NFL, dragging them to the playoffs versus literally an, an all time historic season from a wide receiver on a team that too was supposed to be pretty bad. Uh, yeah. on, a, on a role in which he probably should not have been in to start the season. Where are you with offensive rookie of the year? Yeah, I do lean Stroud, just kind of the nature of the quarterback position. And I, and I love, obviously, what Stroud has done, but it, it is a team effort, right? Like, you look at Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator, he's probably not going to be there next year. Like, if a, if an NFL franchise has any sense, Bobby Slowick should probably be at the top of the list right behind Ben Johnson. And, and Ray, I, I don't mind asking this right now, who would you prefer a Bobby Slowick or Ben Johnson if you had to take your pick? I don't know. Um, both both coordinators seem to be really good. What, what I do know is I, I think the addition and subtraction of coordinators, it's a blind spot in the fantasy football space, man. I don't think there are enough people in fantasy who truly dive into the, the true data of formations and utilization and Scheme, offensive yeah. schemes. And when you have the addition or subtraction of said coordinators, I mean, you get the Buffalo Bills passing attack midseason when they go from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady. You get what's been happening to Philadelphia all season, and we've been mm -hmm. talking about it all season, that this offense does not look the same, nor did the defense. Jonathan Gannon, Gannon and Shane Steichen left, and then you see what their additions have done for their teams. You look at the offensive coordinator change in Baltimore and how much that has helped the Ravens. So. Yep. I, I don't – I'll say this. I, I am going to put – and I don't know how. We'll figure it out. That's what we do at DD. We, we, we dive into the data. We build tools. We figure things out. But how to take some more – how to factor that into process a little bit more. You know, if Slowick leaves Houston, I bet it looks a little different. Like the reality is it probably looks a little different. Just like every other coordinator that has left a, a place where there was comfort, comfort and familiarity – I'm not sure which one I would prefer, but both of those are upstart head coaches. I think both C.J. Stroud and Puka Nakua are deserving of Offensive Rookie of the Year. If you had to, if you had to give it my vote, it would be for Puka Nakua to come in and set the NFL all-time record for receptions and receiving yards as a fifth-round pick on a team that was going to be pretty bad. And as much as we talk about Stroud carrying 
the Houston Texans to the playoffs, the Rams wouldn't be in playoff contention without Puka Nakua. Like, they would not be. If they didn't have him and it was just Tutu Atwell and company at the beginning of the season, they would not be in position to be in the playoffs either. So I think both are very deserving of that nod, Jay. But let's talk about the playoffs and the games that we saw. And real quick, man, last night's Sunday night football game, I don't know how much of it you watched, Jay, but the atmosphere of the game was very playoff-like. That was an AFC East championship game. The Buffalo Bills, credit to them for starting off the season as rocky and as shaky as they did. If you recall, the very first game of the season was a loss to Zach Wilson and the New York Jets when Aaron Rodgers went down the third, fourth play of the game. But for them to battle their way back, win the AFC East, overtake what looked like the unbeatable Miami Dolphins, and it was impressive. Josh Allen, yes, he turns the ball over a ton, but 359 yards, I mean, he completely outdueled Tua on the other side, and I just want to stick right there. I don't want to talk about anybody else. I just want your thoughts and opinions on these two quarterbacks. Josh Allen and is his his ability to just will his team to victory despite poor play sometimes. And then to a man who is just, I don't know, Jay. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I'm in. He's a, we were he's back. a pro bowler. I think he finished second in passing yards. He needed to hit something. I think he finished the season second in passing yards. But it's hard to look at what he's done and say, I don't know. But you watch him, Jay, and it's like, man, if it ain't Tyreek, it just doesn't – I don't know. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Is he going to get paid? He probably should. What, mm, what other, options, what other Miami? options do you have? That That's my thing. We are so quick to replace. We're so quick to want to move on from. But what do you move on fr- to? Like, what better options are there? And two, he's, he's clearly a top quarterback in the league. But I think what this goes to highlight, Jay, is that there are levels to this shit. Like, there just are – levels and I don't think it diminishes to at all but maybe there's still some areas of his game in which he needs to grow so just their performances last night to a Josh Allen who you want to go with so let's start with Tua, right? So to your point, he did lead the NFL in passing yards. And, you know, Tyreek Hill led the league in receiving yards. So that combination was great. I think they did miss Jalen Waddle because obviously that's another element to the offense that is huge, right? Basically, when you look at this offense, it's two guys. It's Tyreek and Waddle. And when it's not Tyreek, it's Waddle. And it's not Waddle, it's Tyreek, right? Moving the chains for this team. But when you look at Tua... I mean, one, this game was at home. And that's where they've actually played well. And he still played poorly. Now, you look at the Buffalo Bills defense... And all the players they've been missing throughout the year, the the year, and and players coming in and out and trying to figure things out on defense to rally on the road and get this win, I think it kind of shows the big difference between Josh Allen and Tua to the team. And the reason why I sort of believe in some ways Tua is replaceable is while they do speak highly of him, the team doesn't really rally around Tua that much, it doesn't seem to me. When you look at Josh Allen, he literally every week, for better or worse, puts the team on his back. And I think we say the same type of things about Lamar Jackson. Whether the defense is playing good or he's playing good, they always show up and the team rallies around them every single week. And I think that's the biggest problem when you look at Tua is, does the team really rally around Tua every single week, especially on the road, if he's not playing well? Can he make a play? And I don't know if we can say that about him right now. He had a phenomenal season. The numbers are great. This is kind of what we were waiting for with Tua. Can he stay healthy and play for a whole year? And he did that. But when you look at Josh Allen, 
People can be mad about the turnovers, but for fantasy football and for real life, the team rallies around him and he always seems to get it done. He doesn't always win, but he always puts the team in a position to win like most of the games. And I think that's why still, Ray, they deserve to be potential Super Bowl favorites only behind the Ravens in the AFC because it's going to be very difficult to go through Buffalo and it's going to be so difficult to fluster and beat Josh Allen when you know he's going to do every single thing he can do to win the game. He's also going to do a lot to lose you the game as well. So I he didn't play so good yesterday, but I don't when know, they man. you I, think about Josh Allen, he's got he's got like of all the players in the NFL, he has like eight to ten gotta have it plays a game, and he makes like six of them, and then three or four of them he really messes up. And I think that's just like even looking at Patrick Mahomes this year is kind of the same thing where it's just so many plays on the it line for him. It was an intense game, man. It, it was an intense yeah. it was an intense game and it felt like a playoff game. The game felt different because it was different. I mean, both of those teams wanted to win for a variety of reasons. Now Miami has to travel to Arrowhead, Tyreek Hill going back to play his former team. And it's just funny that people laughed a long time ago. Remember when Tyreek Hill signed with Miami or was traded to Miami and he said that he would have better career better seasons in Miami and he would play better with two and people laughed at old Tyreek Hill but uh, he mm -hmm. was right he must have known something because he has been incredible since joining the Miami Dolphins Jay I want to talk about the um, I want to talk a little bit about the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars I want to talk okay. about I want to talk players that we've discussed on this show some we were very right on some very wrong not Traylon I'm starting Burks. to I'm I just want to ask this. I want to. I want to ask this question about Trevor Lawrence. I posed the question yesterday on Twitter. Let's let's check in to see how that old that that tweet's going. Let's let's check and see. I tweeted out twenty four thousand impressions. Jay, we got a lot of comments on here. All I put was this. Let's let's show the screen. Let me pull it up on the screen real quick. Where's the uh, where's the scenes at? Where's the scenes? All right, here it is. I put it on here, Jay. Trevor <laughs> Jordan Love or Trevor Lawrence? That's all I said. Jordan Love. Trevor Lawrence, no, no, you know, nothing else to go with it. Just want to know what people thought about those two quarterbacks. Let's just see what the what the streets are talking about. We've got um great test of how strongly people have take lock and latch onto their priors. And all I put was mm-hmm. Got some people easily love, better question, blah, blah, blah. Lawrence, T Law. This question is more in nature of take lock. If both are healthy, T Law. Why is it that hard? Love easily, too soon, Ray, whichever's cheaper, love. Jay, I'm just going to ask you, Trevor Lawrence or Jordan Love? And we have been, and damn it, I'm at the point now where we're, we get called out for all the bad takes because there have been some bad ones, right? We've had some bad well, there's ones. There's a lot of bad ones. But we're going we gonna to promote and talk about the good ones. How, and I went back through the record just to make sure that I wasn't tripping Bro, we've been pumped. We were pumping up Jordan Love for the longest, and he did have a little rough patch. Then yeah, he finished second in the NFL and passing touchdowns. Passing touchdowns leads yep. his team to the playoffs. You look at Lawrence. When you talk about fumbling, I don't want to hear about if he were fully healthy. Is mm -hmm. week eighteen, dog? Is everybody's hurt? Literally, everybody is hurt. Everyone's banged up. Every. There are people in my comments saying if Trevor Lawrence had Romeo Dobbs, Dontavian Wicks, and Jaden Reed opposed to Evan Ingram and Calvin Ridley, he'd be much better. What? Like, let's, let's, I shit, go look in there yourself. 
if he had those weapons opposed to Ridley and Ingram, he'd be so much better. Doc, Dude, Jay, when that's he ridiculous. Did, and I went back to it, Jay. And mind you, the whole list is awful. Don't it? Don't even go back to the episode because the whole list is awful. But I went back to that show we did where we talked about the top five, top ten quarterbacks five years from now. And I did not have T-Law on the list. I didn't. I had some other shitty quarterbacks on the list, but I didn't have T-Law. Because this is my fear of T-Law. You know what he feels like to me? To me, he feels like Derek Carr 2.0. He feels like Ooh. a solid quarterback. I don't care Ooh. how people feel about it. Feels like a solid quarterback that is going to get contracts. He's got the draft capital. But there's something there, dude. He's wildly inconsistent. He's just yeah. inconsistent. And... I was willing to give him a pass year one because of Urban Meyer. Like, nobody could have succeeded under that environment. Comes back in year but. two, we see some, we see drastic improvement. Then year three, then year four. Like, come on, man. Like, at some point, the golden one needs to be the golden one. You need to be the number one overall pick. I don't know, Jay. I'm not going to answer the question between Trevor Lawrence or Jordan Love, but I want to know, in your opinion, how bad of a loss was that by Jacksonville? And how big of a stain is that on Trevor Lawrence where all you had to do was win? Win against the freaking Tennessee Titans in your end. And they was getting foot put in them for majority of the game, Jay. With Ryan Tannehill launching interceptions, giving yeah. them opportunities to win the game. You get down to the goal line. Like, what's up with T-Law, man? Talk to me your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence. Your boy, who you had as like QB4 five years from now. Your boy, talk to me. I'm not saying that that list was accurate, but I've never really been that in on Trevor Lawrence. And everyone always gives me shit. How are you not in on Trevor Lawrence? He's the golden one. He's the number one pick. Um, I will say, though, Ray, I think the, the lost thing in all of this that no one is really talking about is how much he misses Christian Kirk. And everyone doesn't like Christian Kirk. They don't think he's very good. But ever since Christian Kirk got hurt, the Jacksonville Jaguars have been terrible. And it's, and it's not necessarily that he is the key to unlocking the offense, but maybe he was more of a part of the offense than we ever gave him credit for. And so we'll see when he comes back, all of that. But if you're asking me between Jordan Love and, and Trevor Lawrence, it is easily Jordan Love. Easily, Easily huh? Jordan Love. Easily. 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 Okay. I like the coordinator better. I like the system better. I like the players around him better in some respects. Not necessarily today, but from a growth aspect. Dontavian Wicks. We, we, we both loved him at the Senior Bowl. Great to see him get an opportunity. Jaden Reed showed up at the Senior Bowl. Christian Watson, still a great talent, never on the field. If he does play, he'll be pretty good. Tucker Craft, Luke Musgrave, all these guys are great talents. And I think LaFleur found a way to make it work with Love. Not to say that Love couldn't do it or he didn't believe in him. He always had the ability. But to be second in the NFL in touchdown passes? I mean, right. come on. They're yeah. going to get rid of Aaron Jones. They're only going to have A.J. Dillon left. Like... They're going to be great next season. He may throw the ball even more. He was in the top, I think he's sixth in the NFL in pass attempts, tied with Josh Allen. I mean, come on. Like, you Jay, want at, this guy, I, and he'll be just I, as good next year. I tweeted this out well before the Sunday matchup. If you're not tapped into the Trinity tool on Destination Debbie, you're missing out. Like, you really are. If you want to take, it's the best tool out there for wide receivers, period. I just, I keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it. I was talking about the Green Bay Packers, Jay. And who do you see on the screen right now? Don Davian Wicks right there. I'm just, this was well before, and, and, and some of y'all playing week 18 fantasy championships, 
If he's out there in dynasty leagues, go get him. Wicks is very good. And the way that they've good. been using him throughout the season and throughout the back half of this year screams like this is a player that you want to grab. And trust the Trinity, baby, is telling you these things. But ultimately, Jay Jordan Love shows that he belongs, right? Jordan Love has shown He's that he very belongs good in the NFL, that they can build around this young quarterback, what his upside can be. Jay, I don't know, because he did have a stretch for, for like three, four weeks. He was pretty bad. So you just take those and just say he's average in those games. It's a real yeah. possibility. We're looking at a, the leading passer in the NFL in a season. He's already there from a touchdown perspective. Jordan Love in his first season has been outstanding. Trevor Lawrence, here's the thing, Jay. The reality is this. He's going to get another contract. He's going to sign a mega deal. He's going to get the extension. He's going to have the security. In my opinion, he's got a little ADV, artificial dynasty value. He's one of the type of players that if I could pivot off of Trevor Lawrence to somebody else, I would have no, no issue doing that whatsoever. Yep. Inside that same game, we did see so long, farewell, we bid him adieu. The king is no longer in Tennessee, Jay. Derrick Henry, gone from Tennessee. He did a speech after the game. It, it, if this doesn't signify you're gone, I don't know what does. Yeah. You know, giving him the damn mic. He doesn't even go to prep. Him know now. I'm up out of this joint. So Derrick Henry, no yeah. longer going to be a Tennessee Titan. It's going to be exciting to see where he plays at in 2024. Jay, we got to talk about it, man. Because this team got this done to him yesterday. This this happened yesterday. This happened. Check this out. You know what that sound is? It's when you bend them on and you just hear that noise. Just... Jay Rich, the Philadelphia Eagles. Jay. Needed the double. What is going on in Philly? Dude. And are you concerned? Moving <laughs> forward, long term with one Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown... Devontae Smith, Nick Sirianni. Talk about how do you feel personally, Jay? I'm sitting back and I'm trying to tell I'm trying to tell myself, oh, I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. It's like Jalen Hurst got the bag and got fat, got slow, <laughs> got my bag. I'm good now. AJ Brown started off the season, Mr. 125. Devontae Smith, I don't know where he's been. DeAndre Swift's good yeah. when they give him the ball, then they don't give him the ball. Dre, the Eagles. What happened? What's going on? What's wrong? Well, Ray, luckily for us, um, we are two very smart, very tapped into individuals. And mm. we were on this from the start. Uh, when you lose a offense coordinator like Shane Steichen, bad things tend to happen. And I think this is where we talk about Ben Johnson. We talk about Bobby Slowick. It's not the same situation, but I think of both of us, the one coach we believed in that we wanted a quarterback to go play for that coach was Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen. We wanted to know who was playing in Indy because we believed that Shane Steichen was the OC to unlock just about any quarterback, and he uh -huh. did that with Jalen Hurts. You look at what's happening this year. I'm not worried in from a fantasy standpoint. Those guys did pretty well, got their numbers, and it should, in theory, only be up from here. But from a ceiling perspective, it's very difficult to know how they build this up, how they get it back together. Because we haven't even mentioned Jason Kelsey if he retires. That's going to drastically impact the offensive line, what may happen there. And that's the staple of the Eagles. It's the offensive line 
And it was kind of supposed to be the running game. They don't run the ball very well, if at Miles all. Miles Sanders ran it well. Miles Sanders was good last year. Yeah, Miles Sanders was good. Shane Steichen, once again, calling good plays, running good offense. Now all they do is try and chuck it deep, run screens. I don't know the difference between the Chicago Bears offense and the Philadelphia Eagles offense anymore. They look about the same. Luke Getze could be running both. And that's the biggest problem is that you look at this team, they need to figure it out on offense. How that happens, though, I don't know. From a fantasy standpoint, though, I don't think you could be concerned because they got their numbers. They were fine. Like, Kurtz was still probably, a, what, a top three to four quarterback on the season. It's just, where do they go and how do they get there? And can they get back to what they were? That's the biggest question. Yeah. Um, Shane Steichen's awesome. I mean, that was that was a spot where once he was named the head coach, I was like, I'm in. Whatever quarterback they draft, I'm in. We actually yep. did a video, Jay. I was looking back on it where we thought C.J. Stroud would end up in Indianapolis. It was a short. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be awesome. C.J. Stroud was Shane, which it would have been. But yeah. Anthony Richardson, this just gives me even more confidence and faith that when he's healthy and when he's out there, that he's going to be very, very good. Like, I am all in on Shane Steichen. I'm in on that offense. And it's unfortunate to see this happening in Philadelphia, but Eagles fans kind of needed it, man. They were they were very, very reckless for a long time, Jay. There's a there's a tweet that I saw talking about Jalen Hurts, man. Look, look at this, man. Somebody said, Jalen Hurts, when people not grabbing his ass to push him into the end zone, and it's a picture of Charlie Batch from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not, not good, Jalen Hurts. I don't think it's all Hurts, but Hurts has not been good this season. Like, the reality... No, he's been bad. Fantasy production-wise, he's fine because he's scoring touchdowns and all of that, but quarterback standpoint... It, I, last night, I was listening to the game, Jay. Only nine quarterbacks started and finished the entire season. Not from really? week one to week wow. 18. Nine. Let that sink in. Nine quarterbacks from start to finish finished out the 2020, uh, 2023 season. It's just, it's crazy, man. The attrition, not for long, not forever, yep. whatever you want to call it for the NFL. It does not last for a long time, man. But the Trevor Lawrence kind of uh, situation is going to be an interesting one to, to monitor, Jay. But none more critical, none more important, none more captivating than what's happening with your boy, Jay Rich, oh. Justin Fields. Now, oh, yeah. Woo. Now we can say officially Fields and Moore were a top 10 quarterback wide receiver combination on the season. They were. You asked me if they were top five, though. You said they wouldn't be top 20. I've got the receipts. You I did said say they that. wouldn't be top 50. I've got I the didn't. receipts. They were, in fact, top I said 10 that. options at their position. I have been on the Justin Fields build around him train for the past like two weeks, really kind of pushing this narrative that they need to draft around them, build around them. Yeah, I'm watching the game yesterday, man. I'm watching, I'm watching, and I'm thinking about those tweets, and I'm like, man, there is a nice delete button out there that I could just rid myself of all of these. I don't think you can do it, Jay. Like, I just don't. I, I'm, I'm watching the game. Yes, he can throw the ball. Yes, he can run it well. I don't think so. I just, I don't know, Jay. I, I do not know. And it feels what do you mean like you don't know, Chicago, right? He's not good. Like, if he's you not. Go into the we know he's next not good. Year with him at the quarterback spot, like, you're asking for the same shit. Like, I don't. You look inside that division alone, and he's not better than Jordan Love. He's not better than Jared Goff. 
and we'll see what the Minnesota Vikings do if they draft a quarterback and if they bring back Kirk Cousins. He's not better than Kirk Cousins. He's e- easily the worst quarterback in the division. It's good for fantasy because oh, he scores you points, terrible. he runs. But he's the worst quarterback in that division. He's not a top 10 quarterback inside the NFC, period. I think you got to move on. And, and the Bears are in a great position to have the type of capital that they have. They've got two top 10 picks. They've got future capital. They can move around. There are four good quarterbacks in this class. I just don't think that Justin Fields is probably going to be the quarterback in Chicago. I, I, I think I'm moving off of that. And I also don't believe that Atlanta, if I'm the Falcons, Jay, I don't want to give up my second or third round pick for him. Like, I'd, I'd rather nope. draft Panics, Daniels, start over. I don't want to commit. Bonex even. Because it, let, let me just ask you, if they trade for Fields, at that point, would a team have to commit to him, long, like give him some sort of deal extension because his fifth-year option? I don't know how all of that works. I don't, would not want to do that if I were another franchise. I would rather take the, the money, right? Literally save the money with the rookie contract and get a quarterback that you think can be proficient from the pocket because as good as you are with your legs in the NFL, Jay, if it has not taught you anything at all, at some point, you're going to have to be able to, you have to be able to stand there and just deliver the ball to all quadrants. You just, you're going to be forced to do that. And for three seasons, we have not seen that, even though he's gotten better, he, he has improved from year ones and year two. Yep. But that, he was so bad that the improvement just gets him to like, he's okay, right? 2,500 like, passing yards. It's, I, I like the kid, what is that? man, and I'm rooting for him. I'm not here to slam fields. I want him to be successful, but if you're the Bears, Jay, I don't know how you can watch that game right there and watch the sacks, watch the missed throws, watch the and maybe it is the weapons, but I just I I think they're going to have to take a quarterback, Jay. Yeah, I mean the the biggest thing with Fields, right, is is the improvement is there, but it just doesn't seem to matter when you look at the holistic part of the team. The defense improved, they won games down the stretch, which is important. But, I mean, who'd they beat? They beat the Panthers. They beat the Vikings. They did have that big win against the Lions, which, credit to them, they dominated the Lions in that game. Now that was at home. They beat the Cardinals. They beat the Falcons. Like, we know these teams suck. And so, credit to them for winning those games, but it's not like he's giving you confidence long-term that he can be the guy. I hear y'all. Everybody's talking. The O-line. He doesn't have time. I get that. It's the national effing football league man if you think he's gonna get the type of time that he had at ohio state get that shit out of your mind you know how many quarterbacks don't have time in the nfl you know how many quarterbacks have to release the ball quickly like some of that is on you in your processing and getting rid of the ball and getting it out and making quick decisions at some point folks the same way we are here's what the fantasy space does let me tell you what the fantasy i'm about to i'm about to read the fantasy space right now This is what the fantasy space likes to do. When you have quarterbacks that you don't like, right, that are putting evidence on the field that show progression and points and positivity, you don't want that because you don't like it. Oh, he was a six-round pick. I don't like that guy. He wasn't that good in college. Not my guy. Not going to believe it, even though he's going out there being a QB1 every single week. But when it's a player that you do like, you like to make – we make excuses – We find reasons why it's everybody's fault but the player itself. It's At some point, Fields apologists, me included, you got to take accountability for him, what Mm -hmm. he's doing. 
what he's contributing to the problem. It's not just everybody else. And now that we're in week 18, what were people doing at the beginning of the season? Praising Ryan Poles for going to get DJ Moore, for drafting Darnell Wright in the first round, for bringing in Mercedes Lewis, who's an additional blocker up front, trying to put some... You can't build everything. They, they're not going to go sign Zach Martin and bring in Taylor Decker and go get Pene Sewell to play. That, like, that's not going to happen. It's been three and a half seasons. It's been three years. It's been three years. And that's the league, man. It, it's not that nobody likes fields. We're, anybody's hating. I like him a lot. But the reality is for three seasons, he has been wildly inconsistent and if I am looking at it from a business perspective, I don't know if I can commit $45 million a year to that type of player. I just, I can't do that. And it's not everybody else's fault and Fields has no blame. Like, that's, that's, it's not how this works. It's a two-way street, man. We got to stop doing that shit. Yeah, you talk about Fields, and it's like, this is a dude who's had a double-digit sack percentage his entire career. Every single year of his career, double-digit sacks, he's doing the top five Again, this year, actually in the top three, Ray, he had a higher sack percentage than Bryce Young. Um, the only two players who had a higher sack percentage than Justin Fields was Zach Wilson, who we know is terrible, and Ryan Tannehill, who, like Fields, would get hit in like two seconds. And this is a dude who can run. So that's, the I think, probably the most mind-boggling part about all of this. Justin I mean, Fields is a quarterback that can create in the pocket and I, can run, but he I still feel, gets sacked I, I, at an extremely high you, percentage. Man, but like, okay, put Pat... Put Patrick Mahomes in New England. Like, Fizzle's saying put Brock Purdy in Chicago and let's talk about it. Why? He's not getting sacked at a 10% rate if he's in Chicago. Like, that's not happening. Well, I mean, if, if, we, if we've got to find perfect situations for players, then we'll be searching all, for, for our lives. Take What if the Atlanta Falcons... It's like the Marvel series on Disney. What if? What if the Falcons took yep. Jamar Chase at four and not, and, and not Kyle Pitts? Right? What happens then? Do we get the same Jamar? I don't know. All I'm dealing with is what's happening now. What are you putting on wax right now? Like, that. that's what I deal in, right? And I'm yep. like, Joe, where does he go? Who trades for him? Who? I, I like him. Put Trevor Lawrence in Chicago. What will we get? I don't know. Probably a better passer than Justin Fields at minimum. At bare yep. minimum. Their offensive line's not very good either football. in Jacksonville. It's not. And I think that's what's crazy, right? Like, you, you look at Trevor Lawrence, 5.8% sack rate. Josh Allen is 4%. He leads the NFL. And this is the, the body type and the skill set that Justin Fields emulates, right? He has a similar skill set and ability, if not more so, than all of these guys to where the sack avoidance should be in his favor. Jordan Love, bottom five in sack percentage behind a Green Bay offensive line that has been shaky at times. I don't but part of it is the athleticism as well. I'm just telling y'all right now, I don't want it. I do not think that he's Too many is pits in London shares. I don't want it. And Robert, I mean, he said, I hear you, Ray. Whatever happened to developing QBs? He's shown flashes of a top five upside QB. The NFL said I they sort don't of have disagree, patience. man. Like I, all I'm doing is 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 paying attention to what the teams are saying. And they're they're not giving like Jordan Love was literally one of like the last of a dying breed. Like he yep. was the last first-round quarterback that I can remember, Jay, since, dude, I'm trying to go back. That actually sat for multiple years. I guess Trey Lance was another yeah. one, but he didn't get to play. But he's the last of a dying breed. Like, they're getting him out there right away, and they're trying to figure out, is this somebody we can build around or not? Because head coaches ain't getting 
they're getting two and a half, three years. That's what you get. Yeah. Two and a half, three years. If you can't win, you're gone. So because of that, NFL coaches are like, I'm not effing around with you. If you can't throw the ball, if you can't help us win, we're going to go in a different direction. But like, listen, listen to what Tomlin said about Kenny Pickett, right? Yeah, yeah. Kenny might be working his way back, but we're not taking Mason Rudolph off the field. It's crazy. First round pick, man. You, the, crazy. You just, they're not giving players years and years and years to figure it out. Either they see it right away and they commit or they have questions and they make you prove it. And then they, you know, they either move on or, or they draft your replacement. So it, this, you know what, th this feels a lot like Trey Lance. I'm just telling you, it feels a lot like Trey Lance because of how much we want to believe when all like any, if you don't want to believe anything we're saying, you think we're batshit crazy. Fine. Just go look at the data. Just go look at the data. Go look at the data, and that should tell you everything you need to know. I'm rooting for the young man. I want to see him successful. I don't want him in Atlanta because I actually want to see a good – I'd, I'd rather Joe Flacco for one season in Atlanta than Justin Fields. I think that would yield more fantasy result for the pass catchers than it would Justin Fields. Like, I just don't want to see him in Atlanta. I'd rather Penix, Jaden Daniel, or somebody else that can actually – consistently get the ball to the playmakers on the outside. Yep. I, I think Fields' offense has to be like Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, where it's tailored and catered to him. And even then, Jay, it's going to be an interesting, interesting market for him in the offseason. And if you have him, what are you doing personally? You buying or are you trying to sell? And I let's mean, just I, say, I, I don't say have any shares. To Atlanta, which I hope they don't do that, but he does. Like, at that point, are you going to buy in then and hold I, or then or I, try to move him? That is sort of a difficult question because I believe that the new head coach matters there, right? Like, who is that going to be? Who's the play Fair. caller? Because we do look into that a lot, and we found some success looking into that data. And part of the reason why I was fading Pitts, why I was fading London, why I was fading Bijan, why I was, you know, hyping up Johnu is because I did a deep dive into Arthur Smith's offense, and I knew exactly how it was going to play out, and it played out exactly like it always has. And so, depending on the play caller... But if people are going to put him back in like the top six, top seven, top eight, even top 10, knowing that there is a lot of downside for Fields if he doesn't play well, because if he gets traded, there's no excuses anymore. He's probably going to be on a better team, new opportunity, new coach, new offensive line. It's were you the problem or was the team the problem? Because when you look at Matt Eberflus, He's done great things to turn around that team. And that team is Everybody's much better the than they were to start awful. the season. Everybody in the chat is saying the coaching staff is awful. I don't like Getsy. I think he's not very good. And 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 I admit to that. But Eberflus, I think, deserves to stay, but they have to figure out the offense. But I don't think if you're the Chicago Bears, a team that is built on defense, you fire Eberflus when he made drastic strides to make this defense better. And then you look at the GM in Ryan Poles, Clearly, the DJ Moore trade was a good one. Drafting Darnell Wright was a good move. It just didn't work out in terms of overall success. And maybe Fields was the reason for that. So you bring in Caleb Williams. You see what happens. Send Fields somewhere else. But I'd be trading him if I had the chance. If Fields goes to Seattle, he's going to ride the bench. He's not going to start over Geno Smith. Like If they send Fields to Seattle, he's the backup quarterback to Geno Smith for some point in time. I'm not saying he's not going to play. But he's. I don't think I'll just say this. I'll just say, because a lot of people deal in fantasy land and I'm trying to deal in some reality. I don't think there's a spot 
right now where I can say and bet the freaking mortgage on it that he walks into it, Jay, and he's the starting quarterback from day one. I do not think there's a spot in the NFL <sighs> where he just walks into a trade and is handed the opportunity. I don't believe that to be the case, man. He's going to have to work for it. All the things that have contributed, and we how many times have I said it, man? I, I never played in the NFL, but I'm fortunate enough to have people that I know that have been intimately very good in the NFL. Like, more players are ruined by coaching than they are developed. Like, that is a For sure. fact. Because these coaches, I saw Robert say it's their job to put them in positions to be successful. Yes, it is. Absolutely. In theory. However, that ain't how it works. Just like in the real world with, with bosses and CEOs. They have egos. It's my scheme, my team, my way. The great Arthur ones, Smith. they flip. They pivot. The great ones are like, you know what? I got a unique talent like Lamar. I don't need him to be Drew Brees. You go be Lamar Jackson. And let's get pieces around you to help you be the best version of Lamar Jackson that you can be. And then you get a two-time NFL MVP. He should win that, right? Yeah. You get some coaches like a Jeff Fisher that comes in and says, I don't care who you are. You're going to do it the way that I say do it. And this is how the offense is going to run. And unfortunately, in Dynasty, we got a we got a clock, Jay, and that hourglass is flipped and it's ticking. And we ain't got years and years to wait on yep. the player to get with the right OC in the right team in the right scheme with the right play. We don't got time. The shit is flipping. The value is ticking. Their 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 long term availability is ticking. We just don't have that type of time. In Dynasty, but this is a conversation that we're going to have a lot, man, because this is a big this is a big name quarterback and a big decision that the Bears yep. are gonna have to make at the top of the draft, and it's going to impact everything else. If they keep fields, it impacts the draft. If they move fields, it impacts the draft. Which quarterback they take, it impacts the quarterbacks that come off the board right after that. This is going to be a fascinating story, and it has nothing to do with whether we like him or not. Yes, I do, but we're here to try to bring some some a different type of approach to this and a lot of times in fantasy it's always best case scenario pie in the sky but best result outcome and then when it doesn't happen you sit back and you look dumbfounded and you don't know what to do because you didn't yep. even allow your brain to think what if what if it doesn't happen what if he's got to sit and learn what if he is the guy what if they don't make decisions it's just we always think best case scenario and in this one it has not been a good three years for him, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens, Jay. That's that's all I have to say about it today. We'll talk a lot about it later on. Yeah, yeah, I know. I see people saying Eberflus doesn't call the offense. He calls the defense, and, like, people, I get that. But the problem is you're not going to get a offensive-minded head coach unless you fire Eberflus. So I don't think they're going to fire Eberflus, and if they don't, you're not getting Ben Johnson. You're not getting Bobby Slowick, right? You're not doing any of those things. And, Ray, I think the sad part is, is if that happened, they're not signing on to that job unless Caleb Williams is drafted number one overall in 2024. This said, when the Bears draft Caleb, where are you ranking him, knowing that that staff won't help him look any better? I, I mean, if you've tapped into DD, I don't really do dynasty rankings like that i don't really care like he's within a tier and i'll draft within that tier and i'll take whichever one costs the least or if there's one that i have strong conviction on i think he would fall in a range of probably like value wise he's probably going to be ba valued like a mid to back end qb1 right off the rip that's just what happens so kyler murray brock yeah, purdy to uh trevor lawrence 
than Anthony Richardson. So I think he'll he, I think range, you would probably slot would, him right yeah. ahead of Trevor Lawrence at QB nine. Yeah, that's where most people would probably have him right in that range. And yep. if I were on the clock and it was between him and T Law, him and A Rich, him and Kyler, I'd want Kyler. I'd want Anthony Richardson. And I would play my league. Like, what does my league market dictate that that player should be worth? I don't. I don't do traditional dynasty rankings. I don't really care about who's ranked one through eleven. Like, put them in a tier. We'll look at the format, league settings. I'll take the one that costs the less or is most beneficial for my squad. So, we got a lot to talk about, Jay. There's not enough time in this show to do it. We do have Mitch Carl in the building for the final couple of minutes. Uh, I know the NFL is over, but we still do some betting stuff. Mitch, make sure your volume's turned up. The people said you're mad low last time, so get that shit up, man, because if you're going to come on here, you can't be whispering on the Wake Up Show. So let's bring Mitch in, talk about his bills real quick, and then we'll get him out, and we'll wrap up with the Super Chats let's before go. we get out of here. Mitch Carl in the building. What's going on, Mitch? How you doing, baby? I guess I got to talk real close to the mic today. Yeah, man, get to the w mic, talk. Ooh, I'm about to silky. drop some gems today. I like it. I like it. Buffalo Bills, Bills, baby, plus 1250 Super Bowl champs. A month ago, <laughs> I wake up, it's the first thing I check, plus 650 today. I'm about to be swimming in it, man. I called it like two months ago. I was like, nah, they're you going to the ship. I don't care that they're five and five. You've been on the Bills. You've been on the Bills. We have no football today, no Monday night football to bet. So what you got for us, Mitch? Where are we going, man? Natty? Yeah, let's do it. I actually have a couple. You got NBA some natty picks. bets for us? Some natty bets? Mitch ain't gonna give us no. Mitch, look at Matt. Look at Mitch's face. Mitch's He's like, like oh, oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Get sponsored by Natty Ice here. What we got, Mitch? <laughs> All right, so uh, Tyler Hero, go to Mr. Mean Mug. Y'all seen that meme before? Mr. Mean Mug just throws up the upper lip. Here's the deal. I like his price fix play today, but it's very specific to the NBA first half category. So when you go to price picks, there's NBA, there's NFL, all those at the top. You're going to go over like three or four to NBA 1H. That's a first half bet. You're going to look at points, rebounds, and assists. And you're going to look at a 16 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. And you're looking at the over. He has been phenomenal at that line. Without Jimmy Butler, he's hit the over in 13 of 16 games Let's over go. the last year and a half. Yeah, that's a really good play. And I'll tell you this now, it's going to move. I'm telling you now, it's going to move. 33 and a half full game PRA. That's going to move up to 17 after this show, after my morning video, after Twitter, whatever. But it's going to bump. It's going to go to 17, might even go to 17 and a half. And I'll tell you now, even if it goes to 17 and a half, that play, my friends, is still over in 12 of 16 games. So it's a really Ooh. solid one. And I'm not even removing a filter where he got hurt. So, oh, yeah, ball and play. I like this one a lot. And I'm going to give you a couple leans today as well, real quick, get you in and out here with the betting. Jason Tatum is at the over 29.5 points in six of six games against the Indiana Pacers over the last two years. He has had a couple games over 40 points. He absolutely dominates. Plays power forward this year with Horford on the bench. Porzingis at the five playing center. So why does that matter? Well, the Pacers are giving up four more points per game against power forwards than any other team in the NBA over the last month of the season. Tatum, I expect to go absolutely bonkers. And yes, he's got an ankle issue potentially missing tonight. But if he plays, he's going to be healthy enough to go ham. If he doesn't play, it's a DNP. You get your money back. Don't even sweat it, my friends. Here's the deal. I'm reading the signals. We got a 244-point total for tonight's game. Three-and-a-half-point Boston Celtics road favorites. That tells me 
Tatum's going to be active. Yep. Lines would yep. not be that, my friends, if Tatum wasn't going to be playing. Even with him being out of the game, the total would go down. The spread would totally change. Maybe Boston still favored, you know, one and a half points or so. But Tatum would not would not be at these levels if he weren't active. So I'm taking the over 29 and a half. That's a nice little lean there. Just waiting for the markets to give me some good signals on the odds. The other lean is going to be a weird one. You might be uncomfortable because Shy Gilgis Alexander for the Oklahoma City Thunder is against the Washington Wizards today. They just bleed points in the paint <laughs> on the outside everywhere, my friends. And SGA, one of the top in the paint scores in the NBA for guards. Uh, up there for um, highest drive rate in the NBA as well. I can't remember what it was. Top five, though. Uh, guy gets to the rack like crazy. Wizards give up points in the paint like crazy. But here's the issue. 11.5-point road favorites. National Blowout Association. We got an issue here with SGA. The markets are telling us, yeah, he's going to score some points tonight. I'm worried about it. I'm worried about a blowout. And I was looking at SGA, and I'm, okay. How's his game go? How's his game logs when he doesn't play a full complement of minutes? At 36 or fewer, and 36 is not a few minutes. That's a lot. At 36 right. or fewer, he's under in 16 of 17 games this season. Damn. Over the last two years, yeah, only only averages 29 points per game when he plays 36 or fewer. So takes him a heck of a lot of minutes. And I started to dig into why. And this is why you guys get paid here when you're watching the Wake Up Show and you get me on here for 10 minutes, my friends. He gets a few extra points per game at the end of the game because he gets to the charity stripe during the bonus time. Team's got to keep it close. Then they foul him. You know, at the end of the game, he gets four or five extra free throws, makes three, four extra points, hits right. the over on a lot of props. A lot of people sweat out the SGA props, points props at the end of games for that reason. If we don't get to that part, did he get to 35-plus points today? Taking the under 34 and a half on FanDuel. It's also available on points bet. I'm looking at the markets right now. You can get it at plus 100 on DK if you like under 33 and a half points. Thank you, Mitch. Appreciate oh, that. Points. SGA, Jason Tatum, Tyler Hero. Mm. Three plays that you can roll today over on yep. prize picks to make some cash. Even though football is over, there is college football. We got a national championship game tonight. It's a bunch of plays out there for that. Make sure you follow Mitch at DFS and Donuts and check out his subscription over there on the Dub Club. You can check that out. Link is in the description for that. Mitch, appreciate you jumping in here, big dog. Appreciate you, baby. Take care, everybody. Enjoy football tonight. Yes, sir. All right. Jay Rich, we got some super chats that we got to get to from the Ooh. people. Dre P316. Jobs and careers on the line. How long are you going to let a QB develop before you realize he's not that guy? This ain't personal. It's just business. Appreciate the super chat. Yep. Appreciate you very much. Jay, I'm going to let you take that, man. How how long, like, and let's not say us, but we just kind of talked about this from an NFL standpoint. How long do you think they let players develop, like, especially quarterbacks? I think you got those three years, right? If you're a first round, let's assume first rounder, you got those three years to prove that you're something, right? Even Mac Jones this year had that third year to prove maybe you're something, Zach Wilson even got his shot to prove maybe you're something in your third year. And that was more circumstance. But, you know, I think I think the timeline is about three years. And, and sometimes it's even shorter than that. Like, we look at Bryce Young. And if he has another bad season, man, it may be over oh, for him in two years. Right? But I think, you know, two to three years is about that timeline. I think most people is about three years. And I think three years is fair. Because there's a lot of quarterbacks after three years, you, you got to know. Because you got to pick up a fifth-year option or not. And potentially an extension as well because they're extension eligible. 
Yeah, I think the situation matters, right? If there's absolutely and volatility, you've had all of this, you might get an extra, extra little bit. But by and large, I mean, it's not football ain't rocket science, man. Like it's not. Like it's not. It is not rocket science. It's a matter of it's health, and you can tell. Like you have, you're either a baller or you're not. Either you get it done or you don't. You conform to the offense. You improve or you don't. Like it's not. It's not a hard game. Been playing the game since you were a little kid. It's the same shit. It's run. It's tackle. It's catch. It's score. That's all football is. It is not hard, and it doesn't take years upon years upon years to figure out. And I think from a quarterback position, I think, like you said, two and a half, three years is probably about the development time. And by that, probably some of that is on the job, hands-on training as well. So so it's not just Absolutely. sit back, learn and develop and then get put out there. It is on the job, actual hands-on experience and seeing how they perform. We got another one right here. Um, in a 12-team start 11 Superflex best ball PPR startup, Started off Lamar Jack. You all right, man? You're doing a lot of coughing over there, Jay. You're doing a lot of coughing. You okay, man? Need to go all off right. camera for a little bit? Let's get you off, man. Good Lord. Take a sip of water. Uh, in a 12 by 11 Superflex best ball PPR startup, Lamar and Kyler also have the 105. Would you take AOC as maybe starting next year over Charbonnet, Jalen Warren, or Dontavian? Wicks. I talked about Aiden O'Connell last night, Jay. I posted a video last night mocking the top 15 picks now that we have the order. If the Raiders can't land one of the quarterbacks, if they can't land one of the big four, in my opinion, Penix, Daniels, Mayer, Caleb Williams, I, I don't know if they should take a Bo Nix, uh, you know, draft a J.J. McCarthy. I think AOC is good enough for another run. Like, I really do. I think he's good enough. He's done enough to at least get a Davis Mills type start. And I know you don't watch any football, so you probably haven't seen him throw the ball at all while you're making faces. I can almost guarantee you have not watched one second of a Raiders game. But those of us who have, Joe, come talk to me in the chat, Joe. I think he's good enough to give it another run. I would not select Bo Nix at number 11 or 12 or 13 overall. I wouldn't take J.J. McCarthy there. I'd opt for the best player available. You'll probably have a choice between Latu Latu, Dallas Turner, your cornerback of choice, or an offensive tackle. I don't think that I would be taking a uh, a quarterback if I were the Raiders, which leads AOC is potentially the one-year starter, young quarterback. Yeah. Who knows? going to depend on who the next head coach is. You bring in a new guy. Should be Pierce, though. Their own groceries. But if it is Antonio Pierce, I'd be fine with the Raiders rolling back AOC. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with them. They're, they are in a weird spot, right, where they don't have the highest draft pick. And it seems, at least the way it stands right now, the quarterbacks probably are all gone in the top five. And then it's, can they get a guy with their pick right now? You know, I think the problem with O'Connell is, is he looked good at times and he looked really bad at times. And it's, can he find that consistency next season? I think, you know, to your point, maybe they give him a shot to do that because that offensive line isn't very good either. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. But that's just, and again, I'm not saying Aiden O'Connell is a superstar. I'm not saying he's a stud. It's what Craig just said right here. I think he's solid. I think he's solid enough to at least, if he were if he were named the starter and he went into the offseason and did the full program as the lead guy, I think he would be fine. Do I think he's going to take them to the Super Bowl, be an all-pro player? No, I don't believe that. But I think he's shown enough this season to be like, yeah, he can play. 
in this league. I mean, Gardner Minshew just damn near led the Indianapolis Colts to the playoffs. I think O'Connell is fine. What's up, Trades and Five in the building? How you doing, Clay? Cold World TDE in the building. Craig, Jimbo, Joe, Jay, that's the show. That is the show. Anything you want to say to good people before we get out of here today? Go Huskies, Ray. We're cheering for the Huskies tonight. You you think Washington gets it done tonight? Hell yeah. You really believe that? I like the Huskies. Why do you think that? Um, Honestly, because I think the best unit on the field is the Washington offense. I think the Washington offense is really going to take it to the Michigan defense. And while Michigan should be able to score on Washington's defense, I think that the ultimate determining factor when it comes down to it will be Michael Penix. And he'll win the game for his team. And I don't believe JJ can do that. I just don't. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean with Michigan. They just feel like a team of destiny this year. All the stuff that they've gone through, that defense is very, very, very very good. Very good. They can run the ball. It's going to be a different test for Washington. Washington, a high-flying offense. Dylan Johnson, I don't think he's going to play. Um, yeah, that's he's a out. big loss if he is not playing in the game, not having that physical downhill presence. I do think Rome is going to put on a nice little show, but the Michigan defense is a problem, though. I mean, it is a it is a big-time problem, and I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for Washington. It's going to be interesting to see Penix go up against this defense, and if he does light this defense up, this this right here will be the catalyst to propel him potentially into the top six, top seven in the 2024 NFL Draft. Jay, we didn't talk about it, but my Dallas Cowboys, NFC East champs, baby. NFC East champion Dallas Cowboys. We got playoff schedules set. We got football Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Can you believe they put the Bucks Eagles on Monday night? Thought it would be the Cowboys for sure. Why, the, why do you think they did that, right? I don't know why they put the Bucks Eagles on Monday night. Why? Because they need Jalen Hurts and, and the Eagles to recover from their smacking. They got to give that hand time to recover for Monday night. Ron Rivera yeah. was fired, so we did yeah, get he was that fired. one. Ron Rivera and, was fired. And the crazy thing, did you see? So Josh Harris hired Bob Myers and Rick Spielman as like consulting members of the organization. And for people who don't know, Rick Spielman was the guy who said Justin Jefferson is the dude in his draft class. He was like, he was the guy who really pushed for Jefferson in the draft. Yeah. Any more firings before we get out of here so we can just break? Um, not that I've seen, no. So yeah, Bob Myers being hired was coach, pretty wild. Panthers GM fired. Arthur Smith fired. And, man, I didn't see this, Jay. I'm looking on ESPN. Justin Fields um, gave his thanks to Chicago, just in case. <laughs> just in uh, case, Justin yeah. Fields just in case. Their future uncertain <laughs> says, I gave it my all. So... He said, yeah, the decision I'm, I'm is curious not to see what Bob Myers says. The decision is not in my hands. All I can control is what I did do. I gave it my all, whether it's here or not. I have no regrets. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough business, man. It's a business, but this is why I don't. I try not to get attached to players because when you're attached to players, then you start to think with emotion. And once you start to make decisions with emotion, they're probably not yep. the best decisions. And that's just a lot of times in life you need to take a step back level set let things cool off but uh we'll see how this one plays out we got until march to talk about where justin fields may or may not play in 2024 appreciate y'all mm-hmm. being here happy new year to everybody scott connor is healthy again so destination chill 
We'll be back on Wednesdays. Make sure you tap into Hot Takes and Trending Topics, Destination Devi Podcast feed. Go to the website, use the Trinity tool, use the War tool. And if your rosters are all bent out of shape, make sure you go to Trades in Five, get those rosters reviewed. Jay, appreciate you, man. Thank you for having, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, good to have you back. Thank you, everybody, for being in the chat. Hit that like button on your way out of the building. Check out the mock draft video that I put out the other day. And then stay tapped in. We'll be back next Monday. We out. Peace. Thank you.